Right, a rampage. AEW rampage, that would be. There wouldn't be any other rampages. Well, they would. Rampage Brown, who I like very much indeed. Rampage AEW, not so much in previous weeks. I remember when it had such a sense of freewheeling fun. And as I've been watching Dark and Elevation for the Sunday Night's Main Event Network, marvellous. Do listen to my reviews on Sunday Night's Main Event. I think you'll enjoy them. I know I enjoyed doing them. Anyway, if you listen to this podcast, Steve Swift's Rambling Reviews, a rambling review for you, then I think you'll enjoy those. Anyway, Rampage this week was better. It wasn't as good as it has been, but it was better. Now, we've often had good match at the beginning, good match at the end thing going on, and um, that was the case this week. But the filling in the middle had a little bit more taste to it. Let me start with the trios match, which is, um, it's not the Blackpool Combat Club anymore, is it? Such a shame. Such a shame that Stephen William Lord, Darren Regal, gone. And um, so is the Blackpool Combat Club. Real pity. So you've got Wheeler and Claudio and Mox versus the Butcher and the Blade and Kip Sabian. Now, it was great because the Butcher and the Blade and Kip Sabian can keep up with Utah and Claudio and Mox. Yeah, so you've got early on, Wheeler Utah, lovely abdominal stretch because he, he adds a bit of a wrinkle to it. Abdominal stretch with the leg across the back of the head. That is fabulous. Then the Butcher and Claudio match each other for strength. I never thought that. You know, nobody moves. One of those situations. I never thought that would happen. Butcher then gets off his feet for a high cross body. I do like his new look, by the way. Shaved head, huge tash, and some kind of almost sumo kind of trouser garb thing. Anyway, Sabian, I love his work here, and I love his work later on as well, actually. More of that later on, obviously. But his knee capture over the top cutter. Yes, a knee capture over the top cutter. Yes, have a look at it. I won't explain it. You have to see it. You'll be glad you did. It's brilliant. Then you've got um, the butcher, which I love this, just rubbing Utah's eyes across the top rope. I've said it before. I will say it again. Old school wrestling nefariousness. Nessness, lessnessness. Yeah. Then you've got the wishbone, or make a wish, or pull the twig and berries into the ring post for Moxley. Oh dear. Oh my word. But then there's um, a kick and a springboard moonsault from Sabian to the outside but Moxley's soon back with a super power bomb a power bomb off the top lovely Claudia of course has to get his swing in let it swing and let it fucking roll ten of those but to Sabian who was the wrong man he got a blind a blind tag you see yeah Mox hits the cutter as you might expect Sabian then, hit, then it's a missile drop kick Blade hit the blade gets the knee to the butcher's clothesline. Utah has to break it up. This is fast and furious. It's also marvellous. Sabian then off the ropes, straight into a Moxley cutter. He pushes Claudio out of the way to do so. Claudio then hits the uppercut, I think on the butcher. And that's the pin. It was rather good. And then we've got Ricky Starks doing a nice promo, doing rather well on his face journey. Now, this is not something I'm interested in. It's a, a duo called the Impractical Jokers. I don't know who they are. They're not shown on UK TV. It's not come across my cultural orbit. It's not part of my Zeitgeist tape. I don't quite know who they are at all. But they seem they seem a couple of jokers, don't they? And um, 
they've got Floyd. Jericho's back. I don't know how. Maybe it was on Dynamite. I haven't seen it. Maybe I don't care. Or in fact, definitely I don't care. They talk about how small is bat. Hasn't he got a small bat? Jericho says, well, at least I've got big balls. Etc. 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 Yeah. Out come the Jericho Appreciation Society. Hager in a kind of purple Manchester hat. Ding 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 all of that. Only you never saw Sean Ryder wearing a shirt and shorts in that way. It's a bit of a bore this because you know they're going to beat them up and what they do is they get a table and they lay one on and then they throw the other one on top of him. I'm not going to name them. I don't know what the names are. I don't really care to be honest. We, we don't really know who the heels and faces are here because the impractical jokers aren't really over because they've stolen someone's bat and they seem... They don't seem as if they're really bothered about the crowd particularly. The JAS are kind of tweeners. They always have been. We're not quite sure what to do. It's really... It was a really bad launch of this group in my view and it's never got any better. And it was really boring. So was this. Dustin Rhodes doesn't like his family being mentioned. You can say what you like to me, but don't badmouth my father or my brother. You've been in the business 50 years, as you say. You must have been used to that by now. Come on, mate. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but... Oh, actually, sticks and stones will break his bones, because here comes, you know, the two blokes, Parker Boudreaux and the other bloke from Swerve's faction. What's it called? The mobile... Mo- affiliates? What it's co- I don't know. I don't care yet again. Another faction. And I heard the other day, or learned, after watching Dark, that the Trustbusters are still there. And they're saying that Arya Davari is part of them. But he was with the Varsity Athletes the other day. So what, I don't, what was going on? I thought one faction was going, so another one could take the place. Now we've got even more factions. <sighs> anyway, they throw him into some pallets. And then Swerve talks to him, continuing to tread water, metaphorically. He's not in a pool or anything. Metaphorically, all the time. A real talent who is just walking on as some kind of travelator. That's going nowhere. He's on the road to nowhere. And all of that. Right, next, we've got a good match here. Marina Shafia, who I want to see more of, and I saw her on dark and I'm glad she's on Rampage did say that in my review maybe Tony was listening maybe he was versus Ruby Soho who I used to call Ruby Soso and now thinks she's better than that now there's very good time when Shafir is handling Ruby Soho on the map very well lovely counters um, she comes from Moldova Maria Shafir where's Moldova says Jericho obviously not toured there then mate uh, Vicky Guerrero then gets the distraction as she would and Shafia hits a pump-handled suplex, which is very nice. There's an ad break in the middle here. However, we have had ad breaks in male matches before. So it's just where it hits at the moment, isn't it? I have raised this before. I wasn't so concerned this time. Then we've got, after the break, of course, a Soho shoulder capture suplex, which is lovely. Shafia blocking the no future kick. They trade headbutts which I really liked. And then we've got a Destination Unknown rolling neckbreaker. That looks good from Ruby Soho, does it not? For the pin, it was great. And and then we've got um, Tony Storm and Soraya coming out. I don't know. Just chatting to her, bad-mouthing her, 
the same thing that usually happens with wrestling. And it, I don't, I'm not interested, really. But that match was good. I was interested in that. Now, I'm also very interested in Mark Briscoe being given a singles run. So glad he's here in AEW. Um, and he's great. You know, he's always been good at the comedy. He's always been good at that kind of at that kind of um, broad comedy. And he is what he's doing. You know, he's he's got an 80s kind of energetic delivery. It's a bit Randy Savage, to be honest, which is great. Then you've got Mark Sterling offering him uh, a place in his team. No, thank you, sir, he says. But Mark doesn't. He doesn't take no for an answer. So, so Mark Sterling, should I say? So Mark Briscoe will be. Um, Roughing him up a little. And who gets in his face? Josh Woods. As Briscoe says to him, Woodsy, be in a time. And they will fight. And I will love that match. And that is something I want to see more of on Rampage and Dynamite and Dark and Dark Elevation because the ROH strain has not infiltrated AEW in the way it should. I called it at the time and it's a shame. Anyway, Here's Jungle Boy, who's still around. Remember when he used to be a contender? Yeah. He's still over, you know. People are still doing the... But he, used to, he, was, a, he was a title contender. Remember that? Now he's in... Now he's in... Um, Jungle Hook. What's that? What? Neither of them need that. Anyway, he's fighting Ryan Nemeth, who's also still around. Remember when he was... Oh, no. Anyway, this is quick. Nemeth hits some good moves to start with. Roll through, he rolls through a crossbody for a long two count. Then it's a nice DDT. But um, Jungle Boy hits the hidden blade thing that he does for the pin. It was real meh. And out comes Brian Cage. I mean, what are they fighting for? Isn't Brian Cage... Doesn't he have the... Doesn't he have the um, the trios title? Or has he got Hulk's FTW title? I don't know. I don't watch Dynamite, do I? So I don't know. But anyway, they will fight. And I don't really want to see that match. I'm not sure it would... Maybe it would be good, but... I'm not interested in what Jungle Boy's doing because... Not because of Jungle Boy, just because... Or Jack Perry, as he should also be called. Because he's great, but... He's just been misused recently. Okay, this was wonderful because... Because Hangman Page isn't happy. He's getting very angry about Moxley... And fighting him and all that. And out comes Kip Sabian to say, look what Moxley just did to me. You don't hear me complaining. I'm not moaning, he says. <laughs> it's really good because ostensibly that is what Paige is doing. And I am getting mightily sick of it. And in a way, Sabian will ask, good on you. Good on you, Kip Sabian. I know it's kayfabe, but good on you. Because you said what I was thinking. Don't, don't moan about it, mate. These things happen. <laughs> it's really well done. And your main event is is Orange versus Lee Moriarty. Now, I have to say again, this is for the title, the All-Atlantic title. So, is Moriarty the number one contender? And if he is, and he's got more claim than some, why is he? Where are the rankings? I haven't seen them for months. Maybe even a year done away with those, haven't they? And I'll say again, that was one of the reasons why AEW, when it formed, was supposed to be special and different. It was more of a sports show. Remember that? Yeah. 
and those rankings showed the way people moved up and that's something I wanted so we didn't always have this I'm I'm giving an open challenge or look at this person who's coming from another promotion who can now challenge for the title I didn't want all of that I wanted to see people moving up the ranks and if someone did usurp their position then it would cause some trouble and it would add some belief to the promotion anyway that being said Moriarty has more claim and he's blooming good I do like the way that um, Orange Cassidy has his glasses on. Sunglasses, you know. Are they are they wayfarers? Are they... Anyway. Um, but Moriarty waistlocks him, makes sure that he ragdolls him so those glasses go flying, which is very good. I mean, Orange is trying to hold on to the glasses to begin with, and it's almost like Moriarty says, uh, 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 you're not having that. <laughs> He'll put them on later and parade around with them with Moriarty, which I like as well. Good orange avoidance, nice hands in the pocket work. I do like all that. The drop kick with the hands in the pocket and all the avoidance, just I like it. Um, I'm not bored with it yet, but I think in a couple of weeks I will be. Yeah. Now Moriarty, it kick is a kick to the hand, which is then then becomes part of the story of this match, which I like. It's an arm capture um, trip on the apron, bites the fingers, gets in an armbar situation with a nice slow lean back. That's lovely. However, Orange uses uh, Moriarty's impetus for a very sweet Michinoku driver, like that. But Moriarty returns to the, the arm, hammers the shoulder. Orange has to get to the ropes. Dan Hauser then curses Stokely. And of course, he's going to do the twig and berries shot. But Stokely's got his arm in the cast. So he hits the cast. <sighs> yep, and other moments of real fun. Yeah. But just after that, my mind was taken off it because there's a, there's a through the ropes DDT for Orange Cassidy on Moriarty. Not Stokely, Moriarty. And back in the ring, a diving DDT from the top rope from Orange 2. It's wonderful. Moriarty shows us he can do it. He can, he, he's a great wrestler too with his hammerlock lariat. Very nice. Then there's a long two from a beach break. And the orange punch, which everyone was concerned about. How will he be able to do that with his injured hand? You see? But he can't follow it up. And then there's a Motor City stretch because Moriarty thinks, better work on that arm. Orange rolls him up from that and gets the pin. And I do like the way that works. This was a really good match. The first match was great. The last match was great. Unfortunately, we had Satnam Singh there now. And we know that... Jarrett and, you know, turn round, Orange. How long have you been in the wrestling business? You know that Jarrett and Lethal are coming from behind, hitting him with the, supposedly with the Grammy, hitting Danhausen with it. Blimey, you know, when Lethal came into this company, I thought he, he could have a real run here, a really good run that shows him as a really good wrestler. I'm not enjoying this one at all. Even with Sanjay Dutt, who's not there this week, usually doing... Rather good work. Anyway, that's all broken up by Bowens, Caster and Gunn. What? Have I missed something? Are they in a trio's title? Are they feuding? Oh, maybe they are. I don't know. I don't really care either. It was just it was just a real wrestling trope run-in. And that's a great way to end the programme. It's not, though, is it? It's not just for them to run in and for the others to bail. And then, good night, everybody. It was creaky, this rampage. There was, you know, the Impractical Jokers section was just so obvious. The Dustin section, so obvious. But in the middle of that, 
We had Kip Sabian's superb work in the ring and out the ring. We had um, the two matches to begin and end. In the middle of that, we had um, Jungle Boy versus Ryan Nemeth, which weren't good. But Maria Shafir versus Ruby Soho was. So there were more good than bad this week. And that is something that should be celebrated. So I'm celebrating. Celebrate Rampage. Just a bit. Not a lot, because it weren't great. But it was better. And with Rampage, that's probably all you can expect. Ta-ta.